Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show with a lot of sports and just a little bit of real estate. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by my regular guests, Bill Risser, Todd Meininger, and Shea Brewer. Boys, how are you? Let's start with you as always, Bill. What's going on down in South Florida? Nothing, nothing. We had a little cold front come through. It, it was, uh, I woke up one morning, it was 61 degrees. Uh, put, a, put a light sweatshirt on and... Uh, <laughs> I'm saying this because I know you guys are just getting hammered up there, but uh, it's been, it was a beautiful weekend. Finally, humidity was down, had a great time. And I'm looking forward to my trip. We're driving up to Washington, D.C. to have Thanksgiving with the, the, with the uh, son and his girlfriend, Leah. Uh, we're going to spend the weekend up there. Looking forward to it. Nice. Now, will you go across through Orlando and up, up 95? No, that's not what Waze tells me to do, Sean. Waze sends me right through the middle of Florida, which kind of scares me because I've done that once before. And those little towns in the middle of the state, they're kind of scary. What? Where's it taking you, Bill? Well, we can talk. We can talk. Well, we get off uh, just south of Gainesville. I jump off on the 301, and that just shoots me up towards Jacksonville. Kind of. Sure, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. You guys so know. So you're going up to Gainesville and then across? Yeah, just shy of Gainesville. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah right. Up, cut, cut over in Ocala, and then, yeah, we, nice. we, get on, we get on 95 and never get off it, right? Just uh, slow down when you go through Waldo, right, Todd? Yep, you get a speeding ticket. No, no joke. Is that in Florida? In Waldo, yes. yeah. When you hit okay. the t- city of Waldo, just go the speed limit. Don't right. go. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. It's how they make their money. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. All- allegedly, Sean. We don't know who's allegedly. Exactly. <laughs> Todd, what's going on with you, man? I understand you were uh, watching some lacrosse this weekend. Yes, big uh, lacrosse weekend. Um, I think I told you guys earlier, uh, uh, my son made the – the fall across a varsity team. Now the actual season's in the, in the spring. Um, but the, the, the good thing is he gets to practice the, uh, with the varsity um, being a sophomore and they had their end uh, kind of a, they called the gobbler games, right? It's a Thanksgiving pre Thanksgiving tournament. And uh, they won the whole, whole shooting match going five and over the weekend and um, team played great. And uh, it, it's kind of cool that um, my son's actually uh a good role player contributing, getting a lot of playing time. So it was, it was really fun to watch. So uh, nice. good weekend. Good weekend. Awesome. And Shay, your boys are on that long road trip we talked about last week. So uh, is that, is that giving you a chance to either catch up on, on some personal matters or has it been a, a Shay gets to play weekend? Mm-hmm. Uh, a little of both. So I, as you guys already know, I geek out on basketball. So Shay gets to play means I get to watch all of the, uh, the minor NCAA uh, tournaments, Thanksgiving tournaments, and uh, catch up on some NBA and some college football on Saturday. So that was my idea of play this week and this weekend. Awesome. And for me, I uh, had a, a good time over in Dayton at the Dayton Bar Camp, Bill. Uh, got a chance to see some of the, some Laura Fangman and, and uh, Sean Simpson and some of the people that you might know. Mm-hmm. But quiet you know it was, we got an ice storm and snow that day so mm. we got kind of the back end of what the east coast got so luckily it avoided us but let's get right into sports let's start with the nba uh shay um it looks like mr butler the trade uh has paid off already a uh, big win yesterday 
over Kemba Walker's Charlotte Hornets. Um, and Kemba had a big game, and unfortunately, it was in a loss. Yeah, Jimmy Butler had a – so Jimmy Butler hits a game winner uh, to, to beat Charlotte, for Philadelphia to beat Charlotte. And they asked him after the game, what was he thinking? And he said he had to figure out a way to stop Kemba from getting 70 because Kemba Walker hit 60 – was it 61 points? Wow. 60. 60 wow. last night. And so Jimmy Butler said the only way he could stop him was just to end the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw that interview with Kemba Walker afterwards, and he was really despondent. You know, he, he can't believe he scored 60 and they lost. You know, I mean, he, he really, you know, it's not like, it's not like the Charlotte is, um, you know, gonna, gonna threaten anybody in the East, but he, he was really um, kind of bummed out about that loss. It, it's tough too. Cause I mean, the Hornets are trying to put pieces together, but it's the East is, it's, it's a transfer and a balance of power. I believe for so long, Golden State in the West been, has been dominant. And I feel like the East is really on the rise. And it's something that we've talked about here. Uh, on this podcast as well. Charlotte's still competitive, though. They're, they're still in, currently in the eighth seed for the playoffs. So they're hanging on. Yeah, and I, I just got to say, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people, probably me included, you know, you kind of laughed when, when LeBron went to L.A. You're like, oh, they're going to be so bad this year. And they're they're actually playing pretty good basketball, aren't they? They are. They're 9-7. and seven. Uh, LeBron has another big game today. Uh, so the Lakers go back to Miami. LeBron drops 51 on his old team. So that was kind of exciting. Um, Something to think about, too, with the whole LeBron thing. Could LeBron go his entire career always playing in the weakest conference? Because when mm. he was in the East, the East was weak, <laughs> and now he's in the West, and the West is weak. It Could it happen? Yeah. Interesting effect there. And, you know, he, I believe – so he played against Miami uh, today, and I believe he goes, goes to Cleveland Tuesday or Wednesday? I think this week. Todd, you got something you want to you want to say there? Oh, I was just going to say, um, I was going to ask you, Shay, being the the NBA, uh, how much did Magic's um, little talk to to Luke Walton uh, affect the team? You think that uh, obviously they're winning more, but how much effect do you think that had on it, or did they just need to to get going and it was it wasn't that uh, big of a deal? I I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. It's one of those things when. I think LeBron's comment meant more than Magic's talk with Luke Walton. So LeBron in an interview earlier this week comes out and, he, you know, they ask him had, about the growing pains and if he was frustrated. He says that he almost snapped <laughs> with so many young players on the team and them not knowing how to operate on a, on a championship level. And LeBron had to kind of check himself on that. But I think that was more of a wake-up call to the other guys on the team to kind of get it in gear or they may be out of there. And uh, they are headed on Wednesday. The Lakers are headed to Cleveland. Uh, I will be on ESPN. So LeBron might have another 50-point game uh, later this week. That's if if he only plays half against Cleveland. He might get 50. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One more more story I want to bring up, Shea, before we jump jump over to college hoops. Um, Golden State, uh, a little bit of a rocky road. They're, you know, a little turmoil between – uh, Draymond and KD. Uh, I saw that uh, Steph sat out yesterday. They lose to the Mavericks. Um, everything okay there in in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area? It's it's interesting. So we talk about drama, and we talk about drama in NBA, and <laughs> it's funny because TNT airs a lot of NBA games, and TNT's uh, one of their mantras is uh, the TNT, the drama, right? The dramas on TNT. So yeah. in Golden in Golden State, they uh, Draymond Green actually set out last night as well. They're calling it a sprained toe. 
Um, but he and Kevin Durant had words last week uh, toward the end of the game. Draymond gets a rebound, and he busts out on a fast break and could have had a game-winning shot. Uh, the game was tied, and instead of passing it to an open KD, Draymond turns the ball over, and the game goes to overtime where the Warriors eventually lose. Um, in the huddle after the uh, at the end of regulation, Dray, Draymond and KD exchange words, uh, basically ending up in KD saying, that's why I'm not coming back. And Draymond pretty much saying to him, we won without you. We don't need you. Mm. <laughs> um, the Warriors decided to suspend Draymond for a game for, for his comments, which is also particularly interesting because it's a contract year for Draymond. Um, Kevin Durant has an option this year, um, but more than likely it's a contract year for KD next year. And it almost seemed as if management was kind of taking sides with KD as opposed to Draymond, which could cause a lot of problems in the future. Yeah, is, is this Draymond's, uh, Draymond's kind of the guy on that team, right? He's just a cheerleader. He's the one that brought in Durant or really lobbied hard for him. I mean, Draymond's yeah. the heart and soul of that team. He's the glue. So he, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't stuff stats often, but he's the glue. And he kind of keeps the personalities and – He's kind of the heart and soul of that team. Yeah. Is this just uh, boys being boys, or do you think uh, there's a threat that KD is going to kind of bail at the end of the year? I think – I mean, it's been rumored that KD was on the way out anyway, but it, it's more than boys Boys being boys. Um, if you guys believe in the Twitterverse, uh, KD's brother came out and had some things to say about Draymond, and Draymond's mom actually came out on Twitter and said some things <laughs> oh, no. about Kevin Durant as well. Oh, no. so mom, it's, uh, please, mom. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard Katie, Katie's mom's, you know, burner accounts coming out later. It's going to have something. <laughs> well, isn't, isn't Katie's mom the real MVP? <laughs> hey, before you leave uh, the NBA, Sean, I'll give you my peripheral, you know, thing on basketball. I heard an interview this morning, once again, Jeremy Shop every Sunday morning. It's really a great show if you have a chance to listen to it at 6 a.m. Uh, and there's a 6 a.m.? 6 a.m. It's on the way to the golf course, yeah. <laughs> a book called The Last Pass, and it examines the relationship between Bob Cousy and Bill Russell on those, on those Celtics dynasties. And uh, wow. it sounds very interesting. Shay, you would love something like that, right? You're a historian, I hope, a little I bit. I would. Yeah. And it just talks about how Cousy, for years, for decades now, has felt horrible that he wasn't more supportive of Bill Russell and what he went through mm. in the late 50s, early 60s in the NBA, right? And uh, – so it's it's and they're both still alive, um, believe it or not. Cousy's uh, ninety, Bill Russell's eighty-seven. So, yeah, my dad's a huge Celtics fan from back in back in the day. And, yeah, uh, he swore by Cousy. He said the guy was it was unbelievable. There's a Christmas present, your Christmas present, Christmas present for your dad. It's called the Last Pass. I like it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yep. All right. There you go. Good. Uh, NCAA, not much going on in the NCAA. Uh, Kansas hasn't played since opening night. Duke's only played once against Army. Um, but now we're starting to get into that, Trey, as you said, kind of that Thanksgiving long weekend uh, holiday tournaments. I see that uh, Furman beat Villanova in overtime yesterday. Big, big win for, for the Paladins. Um, you know, teams going all over. And uh, we're, we already saw um, a couple tournaments this week. I believe Gators play in Nassau, Bahamas versus Oklahoma on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, anything, anything jump out to you guys on the college front, or, or should we wait, wait and get into that as it gets into more into the season? Jay, if you guys have some free time tomorrow, check out this field at the Maui Invitational. It's an amazing field at Maui Invitational, and I think Duke's going to see their first real test 
you're potentially looking at Duke and Auburn. I'm not being a homer here. Auburn is <laughs> ranked number they're ranked number nine in the country, but they play a really, really fast tempo and an up pace and an, and an up pace uh, just flow to their game, a lot of pressure. And it'll be interesting to see how the the young freshmen of Duke handle that pressure. You also have Gonzaga in this field as well. So you're looking at three top ten teams in the field at Maui. So it'll be very interesting to watch that as well this week. Is is Chaminade in the field? Of course. Chaminade. Yeah. You can't have the Maui Invitational without Chaminade. I know. They actually won. Who did they upset last year? George. They upset somebody last year. Well, I'm, I'm older than you, but I remember the Georgia. Virginia. Right? Went over no, it was Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> no, it was Virginia. Yeah. It was Virginia. Yeah, they beat Virginia. Yeah. They beat Ralph Sampson. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That's awesome. So. All right, let's uh, let's go a little bit out of order. Let's uh, let's hit soccer, Todd, and then we'll turn it over to Bill for the NASCAR the NASCAR moment. Um, soccer, they are on an international break. Uh, they're doing the UEFA, UEFA Cup Nations, uh, I guess, uh, champions. Um, I saw England playing Croatia today. I, I don't I don't have a result, and uh, MLS is knee deep in the um, in the playoffs. So, I think. Uh, I think um and Shay you may know the United Atlanta United play next week on the 25th so I think it's a week away um so anyway it's it's a, it's a little a uh, little slow in soccer these days okay Bill tell us about NASCAR we had our we had the the finals today down in yeah. Homestead right yeah the playoffs ended today we'll call them uh NASCAR about oh five six years ago instituted a playoff system because in the old system, you could have somebody with five races to go already had the points battle one, and so it was just kind of anticlimactic. Now they have a playoff system, last 10 races of the year, uh, and they've tweaked a little bit. So today in Homestead, Miami, the traditional final race of the season, the four, play, the four drivers who could win were Logano, uh, Truex Jr., Harvick, and Kyle Busch. So whoever won of those, in the, of, of those four, whoever finished ahead of the others, would be, the, uh, be declared the champion. And Joey Logano actually won the race. So uh, Logano finished first. He's 28 years old. Just a kid who this, um, uh, Penske discovered him. I think he was 15 years old. He started Didn't racing. he qualify for the playoffs last year, right? No, no, did not. Um, Does he drive the uh, M&M's car? What does he, he drive? He drives the 22. He drives the uh, Shell. The Emmett Smith car. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The, the Shell, uh, uh, the Shell uh, Ford. The Shell Ford is what he drives. And so – it was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. I, I mean, I like I just watched the last half of the race, but it's very exciting to watch these guys jockey. And anyways, that's uh, that was something we should uh, celebrate. So congratulations, Joy Logano. Hey, I I totally respect those guys. I think it's a lot harder uh, than it looks. You're not just doing a what is it a right turn or left turn, whatever the cliche is. They're um, left left turns, but that's yeah, and, and it's a team sport, right? There's a lot involved. Um, that said, I can't watch very much. Um, I can't watch very uh, uh, car racing for a long time on TV. I actually went, Bill, uh, you, you threw it out there. I went to the Daytona 500 when I was probably, I want to say 15. Oh, and, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah, you don't know. Really... No, no. It was, I was miserable. We were, <laughs> we were about 10 rows up. It was so loud. Um, and, and just cars just zooming in front of you. And I'm like, I got to sit here for three, four hours and just watch this. I was and I couldn't leave, right? Because I was a kid. I was fifty. So anyway. Yeah, I. So I, I've I've been to two races where I sat in the stands, uh, but I've been to about uh, five or six races where I had hot passes. I got to connect yeah. by NASCAR where you're actually um, there's a yellow line that delineates the back of the pit. It's about fifteen, maybe it's twenty feet to the pit wall, 
and you can stand there the entire race and you can walk from pit box to pit box. You're, you're actually in the infield while the uh, race is going on. And that's a whole different level of excitement. Mm. So, you, you know, I was standing next to Randy Johnson who was taking pictures. Joe Gibbs comes walking by cause he owns a team. You know, you're just with all these people and there are a very limited number of these passes they give out and you just don't do something stupid and you don't get kicked out. Uh, <laughs> and so, right. I, mean, you, I mean, I mean, you're sitting there thinking, I could just run onto the track right now and kill myself if I wanted to. It, it would, you'd just be, you'd, it'd be, it'd be over in a flash. You're that close mm. to the action. But, uh, um, I, I do have a line here. I met another guy in, in St. Petersburg who swears I can get a hot pass for Daytona in February. So I'll let you know if that happens. And nice. I, I said this in a, tw- a text to you guys, and I'm, I'm telling you it's the truth just because of the excitement and the horsepower and the noise. But I've been on the sideline for uh, eight times four, 32 NFL games, right, as a part of the chain gang. But there is nothing as exciting as being, you know, inside in the pit when that race starts because it is your heart is pounding out of your chest it's amazing so time time out you yep. were i didn't know about this chain gang uh thing um you didn't know maybe that? that's maybe that's a good transition and also how did you do eight times four is 32 so quick i mean you didn't use your there's so, i don't see an abacus I don't, how many fingers uh, do you have i'm, I'm an crazy. escrow guy right i'm a numbers guy <laughs> What I do, you impress me every day, Phil. I keep score on the golf course all the time. They just hand me the card. (laughs) You're a numbers guy. You do it. Nice segue there, Bill, on the golf course. Let's talk quickly about golf. Mm. Uh, We have some golf coming up this week uh, on Friday night. Little Tiger versus Phil uh, pay per view. I'll be ponying up the 1995 to watch it. Riley will be home. I know she'll watch with me. Ryan might watch, but Ryan might not want to sit with his daughter or with his not his daughter, but his sister uh, (laughs) golf. but uh, did you see, Bill, today that Rory came out and has announced that he's going to play PGA Tour this year and will not play the European Tour? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. That's great. Which, awesome. which, is, it, which is interesting. He, he really wants to focus on his majors. You know, he's really disappointed yeah. in his majors. Yep. Um, it's going to be such a, a different season this year. It's going to be really condensed from March through August. Uh, and that will include all the way from the TPC through the Masters, then the PGA. At, um, oh, they're flopping them, yeah. That yeah. plays black. Then the U.S. Open, British Open, then it goes right into the FedEx Cup uh, right afterwards. So the FedEx Cup will be done by the end of August so that it doesn't compete with football this year. Smart. Um, Smart so move by the PGA, yeah. But interesting thing, uh, and Roy may not care about it, you know, obviously kind of millennial approach and his uh, where he's at in his, in his life. But if he does not um, keep his European Tour membership, he will be ineligible to be a Ryder Cup captain or vice captain at any point in the future. Wow. Mm. any point ever he can't go back and nope. pick it up in two years nope that's what that's what the rules are must be how, f- how many events does he have to play to keep uh, i think yeah I, I don't know I, I was just trying to read through it he will still play like abu dhabi and and dubai sure. yeah uh, the big the big money ones um, irish open i'm sure right it. yeah probably irish open, yeah, yeah. yeah but, no irish open um, probably right so yeah but you would think but um we'll see see if that means anything to him you know uh and it may, it may not now, but down the road, it, it may be one of those things he looks back on and wishes he, he had the chance. But, look, he, he won't be a, a captain for 25 years. But, um, you know, it's hard to believe. But Tiger's been on the tour for pretty close to almost 25 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Wow. That's, that's big news. But if Roy wants to, you know, uh, kind of leave his mark on the game, he's, it's got to be majors, right? Yeah. He had that great run, that great start. He's just got to finish it now. Shay, you were talking about TBS. Uh, they had Tiger on at, during halftime in one of the games, and Ernie Johnson sort of set Tiger up and said, um, so do you think that you and Phil will be talking any smack? 
Um, cause Phil's pretty good at talking smack and Tiger said, did you see what Tiger said? And you guys see what Tiger said? Uh-uh. Tiger said, well, if he wants to talk smack, I'll just put our career records up. What yeah. I have my 50. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty good. But. 80 versus 40 something, right? Is yeah. That what it is? yeah. 42, 43. Yeah. Very impressive. Hey, did you hear what, Go ahead, Jay. Are they going to be mic'd up for this, uh, oh, yeah. for this, oh, yeah. this match? So yeah. they'll be mic'd up and it's pay-per-view. Yeah, and no crowd, just them. You know, just them and the caddies and probably, you know, cameramen everywhere, but announcers, but no no fans on the course. Have they, have they announced that, Bill? There won't be any, even Shadow Creek members? Nobody. That's what I heard. No fans. Wow. Yep. Wow. And it's pay-per-view, so, so there'll course. probably be some, uh, some off-color language, or do you think their sponsors will prevent them from – I think they'd keep it clean. I think they'll have some fun, but I bet you they keep it clean. Yeah. But, have you played Shadow Creek, Sean? No. I, I have. It's uh, it was a uh, on the on the company dime even, of course, because I think it was it was five hundred dollars to play. Right. Because I was staying at the Treasure Island or whatever hotel I was at, but uh, I played by myself, um, and the, I played through a twosome, which consisted of the wife of Steve, the, one of the presidents of the Win, you know, hotel. Yep. Vice presidents as she was playing with Don Johnson of Miami. Mm. Wow. I get waved up on the fifth hole, a par three by Don Johnson. You want to talk about pressure hitting a tee shot over this ravine? You know, it was like a five iron up to this green. <laughs> Pured it to about 30 feet, two putted for par. Walked by him and said, you're my mom's favorite actor and walked off the green. It was the best. <laughs> Don Johnson. I expect um, pay-per-view full, a lot of TNA and cussing this week um, on Friday, Sean, for sure. Um, I, I heard they're bringing the SC cheerleaders out uh, to, uh, to, be on, to be on the good green. Good segue. Hey, real quick, before you go to football, did you uh, hear what Rory said about it? They asked him if he was going to watch it, and he basically said no. Mm. And he, he, he hinted that um, their time has kind of come and gone. Like if they did this – 15, 20 years ago, it would have been a lot more interested. But he just flat out said, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch. So, does, Rory, does Rory know they kind of did this 15 or 20 years ago? I mean, they did, um, they did this. Maybe not the Tiger part. Phil head to head, right? No, nah, but well, it was, it was Tiger. There was some head to head stuff. They had yeah. some skins games going on, but. Kind of, but they had a head to head of Bighorn and then they brought in women. They played with Annika, I think. And, then so, Sergio, yeah, Sergio. and Fred Funk, remember? Sergio and Tiger played one time too. Yeah. So it's been done before. Rory's just jealous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he he kind of bad bad mouthed it a little bit. It'll be so. interesting because apparently, you know, word on the streets is they're going to have some side bets going. You know, the the, the big money's of the tournament is not uh, is not their money, uh, but I anticipate um, some some significant, some, you know, some, some some skins or some pushes or something going yeah. on. And, and what time does this go on? Is this like boxing, Bill? Another negative about living in the East Coast: pay per view boxing. First punch of the main event doesn't usually throw until like twelve. I believe it's eight, believe yeah. it's eight o'clock Eastern tea time. Okay, okay, because oh. God, that was brutal. Yeah. Do, do they have lights set up to finish it in the dark? Uh, sure, that, that's a good question. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, so maybe maybe earlier now. I, yeah, I, I think it might be earlier. Yeah, I can't imagine. They 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 did that a couple times at Bighorn. They lit the place up for the back. Yeah, last four holes, I think. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. So I guess for for college football, let's do this. Let's strictly look at next week's games, and we'll. As the teams, as I name the teams, anything you want to bring up of last week's games? Because everything we'll talk about from last week's games will kind of segue into this week's games that matter. Um, Thursday, the only college game really uh, of, of significance on Thursday, while the eyes will be on the NFL, uh, is the Egg Bowl. I always like the uh. Egg Bowl, Mississippi State at Mississippi. Uh, pretty hostile last last year. Remember there was a fight after Nick Fitzgerald went down with a broken leg. Um, but not much to talk about in that game. Mississippi's horrible this year. Uh, Mississippi State's probably 
you know, if you stack them up, probably the fifth, fifth best team in the SEC. Um, but Fridays, there's an amazing slate of games on Friday. You know, it's a, it's that day where, where it's a really long day after Thanksgiving. Most people don't work. Um, you have Texas at Kansas. Let's start with that one. Les Miles was named the Kansas head coach. Uh, remember, Les Miles used to coach at Oklahoma State. Um, can he bring in any type of uh, fun offense to Kansas, who, who, by the way, scored 40 points on Oklahoma um, last night? Um, Do you remember? You remember Les at LSU? There wasn't a lot of fun offense going on. There's a lot of trick, a lot of That's, trick plays and surprises, but not a lot, of, a lot of the reason Todd why Les isn't at LSU anymore. Remember his? They just, yeah. you know, the the athletic director there said, "Look, you've got to change your offense." You, you know, we're, mm. we're tired of this this dreary uh, thing. Um, Texas uh, comes in with a chance that if they if Texas wins, they are they clinch one of the spots in the uh, Big Twelve championship. Um, if Texas loses, there's a good chance that regardless of what happens in Morgantown later that night, um, that West Virginia and Oklahoma would rematch. Uh, so Texas wins. Now you'd think Texas is going to roll into Kansas um, and, and put up a W pretty simply, but Kansas coming off of, uh, a, you know, a good, a good performance, a lot of running yards against Oklahoma. Um, not that Texas has a prohibitively better defense than Oklahoma. I think all the big 12 has proven that their defenses are pretty porous. Um, does does the Kansas players with maybe less miles in the in the booth or on the sideline uh, look to look to impress? Uh, Texas wins, right? I would think so. I, mean, I, I mean, think Texas yeah. everything to Be, play for. That said, I think it's a great hire by Kansas. I mean, the only thing against him is he, he's what sixty five years old, but I think he's going to do the Bobby Bowden CEO uh, role and try to build some good young assistants and coordinators underneath him to kind of run the program. And he's just kind of going to be the, uh, yeah, Bill Curry kind of the same thing, right, when he went to Georgia State. Um, yeah. Are you guys surprised that he, that he would sign this quickly with so many jobs getting ready to open up in the next few weeks? Or do you think he just takes that job because he's got no expectations whatsoever? Because I think, you know, I mean, he's a Michigan grad. Um, I, I think Purdue's going to open up uh, in a couple of weeks if Brom goes to Louisville, like you guys were talking about last week. Um, you know, I don't know. It just seems like Kansas is not the premier, you know. Listen, how many years has he been out? I mean, he's been waiting so long and nothing's come up. So I'm sure. Remember Orgeron filled in halfway through <laughs> last yeah. year and then became the, the, the permanent head coach this year. Two years for a guy not to coach. He still wants to coach a long time. I'm sure, you know, this is the, the first offer that came and he, he just jumped on it, right? Yep. I mean, other early game on Friday, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Interesting. The reason I bring this one up, Virginia Tech, four and six right now after the loss to Miami at home. First time that uh, Virginia Tech's lost four games in a row hmm. or four games in um, in Blacksburg in, I think, 26 years. Um, now, what's interesting about it is Virginia Tech being four and six. They need to have six wins to be bowl eligible. They have went ahead and scheduled a game against Marshall for December 1st. They've already told Marshall, if we lose to Virginia, we're not going to play the game. Oh, man. But if we, but if we beat Virginia, we're going to play the game. So it is totally a play for a bowl game, um, kind of like Florida State did last year, Todd, trying to keep their streak alive. And remember, they, they rescheduled a game that was thundered out. So just interesting. I think that's interesting um, to see the kind of the, the chess move that they're – they're basically saying, if we win, we'll play you. 
And if we hmm. don't, we're not going to play the game. Wow. Here's, here's the crazy thing about this. Marshall's not a bad team. Right. <laughs> so it's not a cupcake. They can, I mean, if they beat Virginia, they could play Marshall and lose the game and still not get a ball beat. That would be hilarious, too, wouldn't it, Shay? <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Um, UCF, uh, off their impressive win last night, uh, and really the whole – I don't know the whole. It seems like every every tweet now that Herb Street throws out, he he kisses their ass. And he talks about how great they are, um, but when he's not online, everyone still says they're all saying unless you play. You know, I think Kirk said you can win fifty in a row, but if you don't yeah. play anybody, you're not gonna. You can't have the hundred and twelfth strongest or strength of schedule. You know, it's just horrible, right? Their uh, strength of schedule number. Yep. But. But they're the defending national champions at 13. Uh, well, and, and look, here's the thing, Bill. I mean, so based on, based on their approach, why don't they just let the committee leave them out, win their bowl game, and then they can say back-to-back champions? I mean, if, yeah. if that's their game, just let them well, be they, happy they, with – Well, they, they have no choice. But they're allowed to scream and cry, and it was nice that game day was there. Uh, so, and, and, and look, in Herb Street, he, you know, he, they, I thought they handled that very well, right? Yeah. Uh, they all they all said the great things that they do they do deserve all the credit for the the, the winning how streak long yeah. that winning streak is yeah but they're just not playing anybody of any you know importance yep. and that's that's an issue so. look you you see started out the way they needed to they sacked <laughs> strip sack in the end zone yeah. uh, forced the three and out uh, then they missed the extra point missed a field goal got a field goal blocked I mean it was just one of those like you know yeah. uh, so bad bad for Cincinnati kudos to to UCF, and any chance built from you know you live in the backyard of USF? Any chance USF? USF has lost four in a row, right? They were seven and zero. They're now seven and four. Wow. Uh, so, but like anything, it's like watching ASU and U of A. It doesn't matter who's up or who's down that year. It's it's interstate. It's, it, these guys are ninety miles away from each other. The war of I four, right? Yeah, the war of I four. So <laughs> anything can happen, but it is. It is uh, in Orlando, so uh, that that's, looks like for the as small as that stadium is, it looks like a pretty cool, tough place to play. Um, yeah, but the games the games at USF this year. No, I no, I think Bill it's said Orlando. I think it's in Orlando. No, Check I'm positive. You well, sure? Yeah, well, it's well, USF. So you you South Florida at the bottom, yeah. All right, yeah, well, at USF. So that's a oh, okay. that's a Raymond James. You're right. Then they got a chance. Sorry, but okay, just, just a chance. I just don't think they can keep up. What about Memphis? They still have Memphis, though, right? No, they've already beat Memphis. They remember they came back and and, and beat yeah, Memphis they, at the end. Yeah, this is it. So this is their final game, and then they'll they'll. Um, they don't have a conference well, championship game. Well, there there's a possibility they could play Memphis in the conference championship. That's it. Yep. Yeah, that's so. It. Uh, it would either be Memphis or Houston, right. um, in the conference championship. And Houston actually plays Memphis this week, so the winner of that plays UCF <laughs> in the conference championship. Okay, good. Uh, two two big night games on uh, on Friday night. Oklahoma goes into West Virginia, uh, Morgantown on a Friday night after Thanksgiving. Uh, that'd be a kind of a crazy atmosphere. I think winter goes to the, to the big 12 championship and then Apple cup, Washington at Washington, Washington state. state. Yeah. Uh, Gardner Minshew, uh, off a big game, seven touchdowns. I don't know if you saw that game, but clearly, um, Mike Leach is trying to get that kid to, to, to New York. Uh, he was throwing, he threw, he taught, he threw the Washington state's, uh, record time cool. pass to, to get six touchdowns and then he got his seventh touchdown with about two minutes to go on a, on a pass um, yeah. kids playing good and uh, I think 
the world needs to see Mike Leach in, in Times Square, don't they? Hey, Sean, I, I, heard a st- I heard a story about how he recruited um, that quarterback, and his name, his name slips. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that's, that's a yes. tough one. I'm, I'm bad at Joe Smith, let alone Gardner <laughs> Minshew. Um, but so did you hear the story? He, uh, he called, I think uh, Gardner was an Alabama recruit, I'm pretty sure. And he basically just called no, him and said, he's a, go he's ahead. A trans- he, he's a transfer. He's a, he's a, okay. he's a grad transfer, so he was going to go to – Alabama as a backup right so he called him and just said hey do you want to lead the nation in passing is what he said that was his recruiting pitch <laughs> and, and and he goes well yeah and he goes well then come here and I guarantee you'll lead the nation in passing so I thought that was a pretty good uh, recruiting pit tactic you know just you can go and, and be four string at Alabama or, or you can come uh you know carve it up here so I thought that was pretty cool yeah. guys I love Mike Leach I, I'm sorry I love Mike Leach he actually wrote a book um, on leadership, uh, basically uh, basing the entire book off Geronimo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was great. But Mike Leach is a lawyer. He had a great press conference this week. He was asked, um, who does he feel would win if all the Pac-12 coaches? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. He went with Herm, oh, didn't man. he? I think he took Herm yeah. He said, Herm's yeah, he tough, man. <laughs> He's Finish your story. If 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 the, they got no fight, was that the? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, if they yeah, yeah if they got into if they got into a cage match, oh, who would go. actually <laughs> who would actually come out on top? Well, Mike Leach is just funny. He's good entertainment, and he's I mean he's creative offensively. He's going to find ways to put points up, and I think uh, as things stand, I think they're pretty much a lock right now to go to the Rose Bowl potentially playing Ohio State in a Rose Bowl. And I think that'll be a great <laughs> matchup, guys. Yeah, yeah that Dwayne Haskins versus Gardner Minshew, that'd be a, that, that'd be a high scoring. Uh, that could be a fun, fun game. Um, so Saturday slate, uh, speaking of Dwayne Haskins, uh, Ohio State hosts Michigan in the greatest rivalry in college football, according to part of the country. Um, <laughs> Ohio State comes in as a three and a half point underdog. Some people thought it might have been might have been more than that, but not very often that that Ohio State is an underdog in the shoe, um, coming off of a 52-51 win over Maryland. Um, Michigan comes in off a 31-20 win over Indiana, pretty game Indiana team that, that played till the end. Um, what, let's let's start with that game on Saturday. Any thoughts on on Michigan Ohio State for the right to go to the Big Ten championship? versus Northwestern so many so many thoughts Sean I'll jump in first of all noon uh Bill you're gonna have to get another TV it's Florida Florida State Ohio State Michigan and Georgia Tech Georgia all all teeing off at noon so um go to a sports bar maybe that might be a good thing I'll be in Savannah Georgia Uh, oh nice yes I'll I'll make sure that we sit and watch games and we'll head head for home after the games ended yeah there you go after the news plate yeah perfect so so first of all Sean um you've got to address and you're up there I mean Urban Meyer literally um what do the kids say Shay extra drama queen he looked like he was (laughs) miserable on the sideline and I can't believe that the Maryland quarterback just blew that throw they went for two overtime 52-51 receiver apparently looked wide open I know someone was coming backside so I'm sure he wanted to lead him a little but he missed his throw by three feet and uh Ohio State should have lost that game I think you guys yeah would agree on that completely well I mean you look look, credit Ohio State and Dwayne Haskins for getting them back to the tide and and kept kept coming back 17-3 you know they, they gave up 298 yards rushing 
to McFarland, you know, I mean, and, and a total of, I think, 360 yards rushing, you know, just, just can't have that happen. But, you know, mm. like Oklahoma giving up, you know, 260 yards rushing to Kansas. But, um, yeah, the, 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 I, think, I think Matt Cannon made the right call to go for two there. Uh, mm-hmm. They couldn't stop Ohio State at all. Um, they, had, they had a good play design. It just was one of those calls, pl- plays where as he's rolling out, he, he rifled the ball instead of just, just a touch yeah. pass. He almost lot. could have, could have lateral it to him. Mm. Um, so frustrating, but, but, you know, the talk here, you know, when, it, when Ohio State and certainly the, Ohio, the Buckeye Nation, their fans, Todd, it is completely a circle the wagons. The world is against us. It started mm. back in August when the whole story broke. ESPN hates us. Brent McMurphy's a liar. Um, you know, we must protect our coach. You know, it is, it, it is everyone versus the world. And so the biggest gripe you saw after the game and during the game was, why does ABC have to show Urban Meyer after every play? Because he's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Because yes. like, <laughs> his body language is the worst. And, you know, I, I, said, it, I said it on Twitter, guys. I, you know, if any one of our kids – was acting that way on the field, we would pull him off the field and say, shape your body language up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It is the word. I mean, every, every play was grab his head or, or frustrated or just it – was, it was crazy. And so I think because he kept doing it – It was fascinating. Yeah, the, the, the producer <laughs> in the truck had to say, like, get a camera on Urban 24-7. Well, they, they, do, they do that for all coaches. I mean, every head coach has a camera on them on the entire game already. It's just how many times do they hit take two, take two, take two, right? Yeah. Ur- Ur- Urban, Urban Eeyore Meyer, he looked like. I mean, oh, yeah. man. I thought he had an ulcer <laughs> or something because he just kept bending over like his stomach. And he was, I, what he the head. <laughs> You know, so a lot of people up here feel that um, this is going to be his last game in, in the shoe. They, a lot of people say he's, he's gone. Um, I agree. He just feels that he feels that, you know, the administration completely sold him out. Uh, he felt that the, his AD and the president, um, he had nothing to apologize for. He had nothing, you know, but they made him stand up and, and, and give an apology. Um, he feels very, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if he, if he retires completely from college football or if he goes somewhere else, um, but we'll see. Uh, I think a, a loss to Michigan, um, I, I don't want to say he's going to, he's going to fix it, but um, look, look, the worst thing Ohio State, wants to happen is Georgia beating Alabama in the SEC championship game mm. because because should they get past Michigan and should they beat a four loss with Northwestern team in the BCS if if Alabama would lose you have a 12 and one Alabama team versus a 12 and one Ohio State team uh, with a loss to Purdue and a loss to Georgia um, I, I think that's a pretty easy argument right yep yeah I think I think it if you want chaos, you want, you want Ohio state to win out. If you want things to kind of stay where they're at, you want Michigan to win out. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you can have Michigan, Notre Dame, uh, Clemson and Alabama, uh, assuming that they, you know, Clemson and Alabama hold serve. Uh, yeah. Which, well, you'd actually, that's a great final four. I in would that situation, that. Bill, you'd have Alabama, Michigan and Clemson, uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, we're headed to Alabama Clemson again, right. Is what it sounds like, but you never know. That's why you play the game. Yep. Todd, you mentioned it at noon also. Florida plays FSU. FSU wins a game. First touchdown pass that their quarterback's thrown since October. Hmm. Um, wow. First, you know, they're, 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 they're in the Willie Taggart era. This is their signature win against a 20, number 22 Boston College team with a backup quarterback. Um, but, look, that's, that's the situation they're in right now. They're five and six. Um, had they lost that game, there was no chance to keep their 36-year bowl streak alive. 
and mm. 41, 41 year uh, winning record or non losing record alive. Um, now it now it comes down to basically Florida is possibly their bowl game or their prelude to a bowl game. Um, Florida, you know, d- does what they need to do against against Oof. Idaho. They basically did it in the first six seconds. I don't know if you saw that, but Chauncey Gardner uh, had a uh, pick six on the first play of the game, uh, and then they scored on the next drive. And uh, Emory Jones was in early. Uh, early thoughts, Todd, on Florida's Florida State. Five-game um, streak for the for the Seminoles. Really, relatively speaking, it's a really important game for Florida. Um, they're not playing for any uh, division titles, conference titles, um, but to have a really good first year um, uh, and avoid taking steps backwards, uh, Florida's got to win. Got to win on Saturday. If they lose, I think it'll be a, a step backwards, and a, a really good first year will just become a you know okay average first year for Dan Mullen so I think it's a big I think it's big time I think they need to win and if they do win Todd there's a mm-hmm. really good chance the bowl game you didn't want to see is, is going to happen in your backyard uh the UCF UCF and Gators you think you think well a lot of talk right now saying um you know what I've seen is that Florida would go play Texas in the Fiesta Bowl there's no way the Fiesta Bowl takes Florida who's not just Florida's just not going to travel they're not going to – they don't really travel well anyway. Uh, they're not like Ohio State or Penn State. Um, I, I just don't see that. So, I think the, the natural – create the rivalry you want to see uh, in Atlanta. I don't know. I, uh, where's, where, does thought, LSU, thought, where does LSU or Georgia go? I think one of those well, guys Well, if Georgia to... loses well, – assuming Georgia loses Alabama, yeah. they would probably go to the Sugar Bowl as yep. the second choice. Where's and then LSU, LSU you know, does, does the – and it, does the New Year's Six take four SEC teams? Hmm. Or does it just strictly go based on the top eight teams that aren't in the playoffs? It's a good question. I just think Florida's going to be in the Citrus Bowl. But, hey, uh, you know, if, if, we're, if, we, if Florida's supposed to play UCF and end the streak, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. So it's, um, scary. it's a scary game, though, because it's not, not a lot of upside for Florida, right? Yeah. Ask, just ask Auburn, right, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there for that one. Georgia, um, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Tech, that's in, in Athens, right, Todd? Yes, sir. Yep, it's in Athens. So, while the triple option is always the, the hardest thing to prepare for. Um, it's just a tricky game for Georgia. It's just a tricky – A, it's a rivalry game um, and the triple option. And, gosh, um, maybe it's because I live here, but there's no, Georgia has the biggest – I'm the big brother complex over little brother Georgia Tech. Mm. Um, and, and I've never really gotten that reference. Um, you know, you're, you're a much bigger school with a much bigger alumni and fan base to label yourself big brother. I'm like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, ridiculous to me, but that said, they don't like it when quote little brother spoils their, uh, their season. It happened two years ago, Jacob Beeson's freshman year. They lost in overtime. I don't know if you remember that one, Sean, but, um, mediocre Georgia tech teams have found a way to beat good Georgia teams. So, yeah. Shay, let's turn to you. Your thoughts on the, the Super Bowl. Well, I, I, can I chime in on this Georgia Tech-Georgia game for a second? Yeah, please. This is the worst possible spot for Georgia. Mm-hmm. You, you say a, a triple option team, and that's one thing because you think it's kind of quirky and it throws you off. But you've got a bunch of linemen that are just constantly cutting at your knees yep. the yep. week before you go play Alabama, <laughs> which will mm-hmm. potentially get you in the playoffs. And it's easy for Georgia to overlook Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech's not a bad team. And they're coming in like 
two and a half, almost three touchdown underdogs. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech wants nothing more than to spoil Georgia's opportunity of making the playoff. It's a tricky game. It's a really tricky game. Very tricky, but living in the area, I don't think Georgia's uh, looking past them. But that said, um, they got to play well. Jake Fromm's got to play well. Uh, defense has to survive those nine, ten-minute drives, you know, where Tech you know, holds the ball for ten minutes and kicks a field goal, right? So um, if the defense can stay fresh, that, you know, they'll obviously have a, a better shot. Shay, we'll let you take the Iron Bowl. Any, what's the early line? Bama by 12? Uh, Iron Bowl is Bama by 24. Yeah, twenty four hook actually. Twelve per half. That's twelve per half. I meant. Yeah. Hey, Bama didn't cover against Citadel, so yeah, Georgia didn't cover either. Um, actually, last week was the first time Bama did not cover the first half line. You know why? Because the game was tied at halftime against the (laughs) Citadel. It was, 10, right? yeah. it was 10 10 at the half against Citadel, yeah. and then Bama just opened it up second half. Um, as, far as, Nick, I mean, as far as Nick Saban's concerned, that's probably the best thing that could have happened to them in these next two weeks, right? He's so, feeling yeah. it big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, senior night was last week against Liberty for Auburn. And um, they celebrated like they had won a national championship. So that tells me everything I need to know about going into the Iron Bowl. They're going into Alabama. Sure, in my opinion, I feel like it's one of the best. It is the best rivalry in college football, <laughs> but at the same, but at the same time, this Alabama team's scary good, and I, I don't know if Auburn has the pieces to even keep it competitive. So, it is what it is. I'll be watching. I'll root for my. I'll root for. I'll have War Eagle all day, and it'll be a twelve thirty kickoff. So the skies will be orange and blue for Auburn, but we'll see. Okay, three more games really quickly, guys. Uh, Tennessee, Vandy, for the right to go to a bowl game. Yay. Probably the Birmingham Bowl or something like that. <laughs> but but t- Tennessee, uh, talking a lot of smack after their, their big win over Kentucky. Uh, they get drilled by Mizzou, uh, give up a ton of points. Uh, Vandy with a, with a gritty overtime win over Ole Miss. Uh, Notre Dame goes to USC. Hey, Sean, real quick, you, you yeah. joke about the right to go to a bowl. Um, that's actually I've read. That's really important because you get a couple extra weeks practice time. Oh no, I, I, um, I just, yeah. No, I know so, yeah, I know. I know you're. It was fun. What you're saying is funny, but in reality, um, those coaches really want to make that bowl, no matter if it's the the Belt Birmingham Bowl or the you know Meineke Car Parts Auto yeah. Zone Bowl. Yeah. So, so I, I you know I think I think making a bowl probably means probably long term means more to Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee, um, but uh, nothing better than to see Vandy. Uh, Keep keep Tennessee. Go doors, baby. Go doors. Yep. Anchor down. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame goes to USC. A very impressive win by Notre Dame at, at Yankee Stadium. Uh, didn't like the uniform combo, but <laughs> but was very. You're not impressive. a fan of the pinstripes. <laughs> no, no, I loved didn't, it. Didn't like him at all. It made sense playing playing a home it game. Did. I, I I thought it made sense. Oh, while we're talking about playing in in historic stadiums, did you see that the Harvard Yale game was in? Fenway, Fenway, same day. Did you, yeah. did you see the the Harvard guy's penalty uh, touchdown that was called back? Flipped him off. Flipped off a player. Yeah, he's he's going in. The, the, <laughs> the Harvard guy's going in there. They're already winning by I think two touchdowns, and he's going in for a untouched touchdown. And as he gets to the ten yard line, he turns to the to the defender and flips him off. Oh my god! <laughs> no comes touchdown. Out. No touchdown for you. <laughs> no touchdown. Fifteen yard penalty. 
uh, for taunting. It was Shay, how many, how many stadiums did he have to run Sunday morning at five in the morning? Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they should have made him run the stairs at Fenway. And, and <laughs> Just right the, there, The right? back stairs, up the monster. <laughs> and, and one more, Bill, I know, I know you like the West Coast, but one more for the little guys. Uh, big, big late Saturday night game, Utah State on the blue rug at Boise State. Uh, mm. Both teams ranked, both teams looking to maybe somehow if UCF would, would, would lose um, at the end of the season – uh, maybe one of these teams gets that that um, pout group of five spot in the New Year's Six games. Um, well, this this is bigger than that. So this Utah State Boise game determines who wins the uh, the Mountain Division of the Mountain West and right. gets to compete against Fresno State in the championship game. Right, it's right. A that's a game. huge game. Yeah. Oh yeah, playing for playing for hardware, right? It really sets up. But once again, if they win this game, then they play. Fresno State, if UCF should drop, then all of a sudden that spot in the powers in the New Year's Six game of the Power Five goes to that that team. Yeah, yeah. So remember, they're guaranteed a spot in the New Year's Six, I believe, right? If they're in the top fifteen. Correct. And got this Utah State team—they have one loss this year, and that yeah. was the opening mm-hmm. week against Michigan State, who came down to the last play of the game at Michigan State. So this Utah State team's. Uh, they they won some games, man. They they the lost thirty eight thirty one. Wow. The same team that They're, went into uh, where did they go? They went into was it Wisconsin? That sounds no, right. No, it wasn't Wisconsin. Was it Wisconsin? No, BYU. No, I don't Wisconsin. think it was. It was BYU. BYU. I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, that's that's good stuff because uh, they were not really on my radar. Um, but you know, that thirty seconds of Shea promotion, I'm I'm on board. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's finish with the NFL as we usually do, guys. Um, Thursday night, Shay, up in your neck of the woods, uh, you saw a pretty good Thursday night game. Uh, Seattle, uh, you know, if I said to you that a quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, one of them, came back to win the game at the end, um, it was not Aaron Rodgers. It was uh, Russell Wilson. It was Russell Wilson who came back and, and had a very nice finish to that game. Uh, you can't say knocked Green Bay out because of the way the division is right now in the NFC North, but that was a really big loss and a big win for Seattle um, mm. to try and get that that wild card spot. So, what was the thoughts up there, Shay, in your neck of the woods about that big win? You know, oddly enough, it was uh, it was a lot of confidence going into into the Thursday night game. Green Bay hadn't won a road game all season. Yep, zero and four. Going in. And, yeah. and so it's always competitive when those two teams face, but Seattle being at home and you got the 12th mm. man there and Green Bay's road record and McCarthy on the hot seat, it was a lot of confidence behind behind the 12th man nation up there. Interesting. Um, what what game stood out to you today, guys? Anything that, mm. that jumped out at you? Yes, several jumped out at me. Um, so Falcons, another tough loss, huh? Jeez, they uh, – <laughs> the, they're, they're done i think aren't they well the, the the bad part living in atlanta and being a falcons fan is both tampa bay and carolina lose so they don't lose any ground but they certainly lose a huge opportunity to to uh pick up some ground right so they're basically with what six games left um in the same spot they were entering today so again missed opportunity and just if you look at their losses they have a lot of tough losses um another one that that stood out that um, Bill and I went back and forth a little bit was the, uh, the Chargers Broncos, right? So um, what bothered me about that game and 
Shay, you, you, you might understand this. Um, well, we'll all understand this. There are bad bets and there are bad beats, right? A, ba- a bad bet, <clears throat> this is all hypothetical, by the way. A bad, a bad bet is, is you bet, uh, you know, you, you, you bet the Browns and they lose by 50, right? A bad beat would be today. So Phillip Rivers had a horrible interception late, right? Their screen pass got jumped by Von Miller. So forget all that. We'll, we'll give him a pass. With two minutes left, they get out of the two-minute warning. It's third and ten. Denver has zero timeouts, right? So Rivers goes back to throw the screen, and they blew up the screen in the defense. So he does what you do in the first uh, you know, quarter, and he throws it at the guy's ankles, right, to kill the, to kill the play. Where this is a veteran that should know you have to take the sack and let 40 seconds run off the clock. So Denver doesn't get the ball back until about a minute left. Instead, they get the ball back with a minute, uh, you know, a minute 45 left, and they kick the game-winning field goal uh, as time expires. With three so, seconds left, yeah, they had yes. that last play. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. And it, was, it was one of those things, real quick, as soon as you saw him make the play, you're like, that's going to come back and get him. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just see it happening, right? Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I've, I've watched Phillip Rivers his entire career, save for the last year. He's right. made that throw to someone's ankles 176 times. Yeah. times easily. Yeah, yeah. It, it's what he does. So it's a muscle memory thing, and he just mm-hmm. he effed it up. Yeah, a, a veteran. Uh, what is he? A twelve twelve year veteran? Twelve. Maybe? No, dude's thirty eight. He's been yeah. around forever. Yeah, he's so, 15, 16 years. He's it's like we see all the time in college football, Sean, the the running back that doesn't uh, that gets out of bounds instead of gives himself up and keeps yeah. the clock running. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same kind of play. So that said, oh. that's why that's why uh, when Bill's like, "Oh, Chargers," I'm like, "No, I don't. I need the Chargers to win." <laughs> so. But hypothetically, what was the line on that game? Uh, hypothetically, it was only three, something like that. But really? you have the option to bet money line. Also, oh, sure, sure, sure. Every especially in a especially in a three team parlay, and that's the only one that lost. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, all hypothetically, all hypothetical. So yeah, like so. Another, were you, Todd? Were you the one who told yes. me you take the over on the highest over in college football? Uh, Did you tell me I, that? I, I don't know what if I have, but I've heard someone on the show that. told me that. Take the over in the highest, whatever the highest over is, take it. And so you have yeah, it's paid off ahead, like over and over and over. It keeps winning. It happened again yesterday. And it was Oklahoma yeah. State, um, Virginia, West Virginia. Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't look like it was gonna get there, but it got there at the end. It's it's insane to watch that. It's like Vegas just can't set that line high enough or that over so, under high enough, right? Because it's just too scary to make it eighty eight. So Saints, uh, Saints were, uh, you know, they obviously killed it. And then Arizona, Oakland, Did they go uh, 40, the 41 over under. They scored 28 in the first half. And then it took a very late field goal to get to 43 points. So it's, it's amazing how good these guys are setting lines. Yeah, it's it's absolutely, pretty, absolutely amazing. So it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's really, the way, or is there something to do with it? Who knows? The <laughs> by the way, yeah. the Raiders, here's a good game. How about the Raiders blowing out? They no longer have the first round pick in the draft. By upsetting yeah. the Cardinals, they're screwing up there. You know, <laughs> I can see Mark Davis having you know a little bit of a conniption fit in the locker room afterwards. Uh, there's yeah. a there's a benching in uh, in Tampa, right? Fitz Magic got benched. Deal. Here's the deal. No, no, it happened. This happened uh, a little bit. This happened to him before when he had a bad game. We have two really good backup quarterbacks because right. they both play like shit when they start. Start but when yeah. they come in. <laughs> Jameson, Jameson scored four touchdowns coming in in the second half to make it a game and almost pull it out. 
Uh, was he tasting? Was he tasting it? Remember that? Yeah. Well, let's see. If one of his fumble, one of his <laughs> touchdowns was he fumbled it, trying to run it in, fumbled it in the end zone, and Evans fell on it for a touchdown. Uh, and then he had three touchdown passes after that. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. They're, they both played great off the bench. So if there's maybe we can, because they we're in Tampa, maybe we can use that that thing the Rays are doing by starting a closer. <laughs> yeah, convince Fitzpatrick you're the backup, but. There was a last-second injury during pregame warm-ups. You've got to start the game. Maybe that'll do it. Which, by the way, a little timeout and segue, uh, Bill. Speaking of closers, uh, Blake Snell, uh, Mr. Cy Young, right? 21 wins this year. Uh, great ERA, uh, slightly over two, right? Uh, and, yeah, he's, he had a hell of a year. And it's great to yeah. see a 25-year-old kid. So that was exciting. And just as important, I think, too, is Jacob deGrom, 10-9, and nine, your Cy Young mm. Award winner. Yep. But, wow. Insane. Marie called that. Great year. Um, yeah. yeah. How about the implosion by the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, oh, up you know, 16 love. Oh. We had the, we had the Bengals. Uh, we had the Bengals. Um, Ravens, Ravens on here. Yep. Lamar Jackson gets his first win. 24, um, 21, right? Bengals. Bengals just cannot, um, just cannot do anything under Marvin Lewis. It has to be his last year, but Mike Brown continues to say he's, he's secure as the coach. Um, but then our local CBS affiliate switched over to that end of the game and, Boy, the way the way Nance and Romo were talking is like Jacksonville deserved to win this game, and oh, what a shocking luck! There's three and six guys. Why are you building? I mean, <laughs> you know, they're making it seem like this was such a heartbreaking loss for the Jaguars. It's like no, pretty pretty much it wasn't. They'll they'll you know they'll. But you know, how, how about the Jaguars and Eagles? Man, they were the darlings uh, yeah. <laughs> last year, and they're both so the, not in the playoffs. That's, that's the biggest. Uh, that's the worst loss the Super Bowl champions ever taken today. The Eagles. Yeah. Um, did you did you see, watch that game a little bit? Did you have it on? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. on here. It was you, on saw, you saw Kamara get roughed up by the kicker, right? On that one mm-hmm. kicker late in the game, Kamara gets the kicker just goes after him on tackling him. It's so, and and Kamara ends up flipping the ball at somebody because the little scuffle happens. They're winning by thirty one points at the time, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I I guarantee you that that the reason the Saints played with that in that with full throttle, you know, go for the just throw it and jugular was because of that play. That kicker is the one that forced Drew Brees. I'm going to hit you down the sideline. <laughs> take off, Kamara. And he took off and scored that touchdown to go up 45 yeah. to seven, right? So, I mean, it's just, I don't, I, I, I saw the coaches afterwards. It was, um, help me out here. I mean, uh, we know Peyton uh, and. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Doug Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, with Peterson. It seemed very cordial, but man, I don't know why that would be because. That that was a, a college level run up the score kind of a game. Yeah, it seemed kind of it weird. Was. And Breeze, you know, Breeze is just having such an MVP type year, and with Mahomes and with Gurley, um, it's gonna be interesting in the next couple of weeks. Which which segues us into tomorrow night's game. Yeah. Uh, what was gonna be the, the the marquee game in in Mexico City was quickly it's almost as soon as we went off the air last week, guys. Uh, that game has been moved to LA, uh, so I guess LA was gonna be the home team anyway in Mexico City, but um, the field condition was just horrendous. Um, and now they're going to play in the smoke-filled um, mm. Coliseum. Uh, is it LA Coliseum, or do they play in the in the new stadium? They play in the Coliseum. The new stadium's not built yet. So, okay. And the Chargers play in a soccer stadium. And <laughs> Todd, well, hypothetically, if there was a line on the game, what would it be? Um, hypothetically, I got it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm on, hypothetically, I'm on, my, I'm on my iPhone tonight. Rams three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Rams. Mm. Okay, so you give three points for being a home team, and – they're saying the Rams are a little bit favored, huh? General rule, yeah. That's What's the right. over-under, Bill? Over-under on that is 65. 63. 63. Woo, woo. That might be the highest of the week. Meet. 
I'm sure that's that was probably the highest of the week. Yeah. yeah that's high in the NFL. You don't see a lot of stuff. Oh, that's, highest, that's the highest in the NFL over under of all time. Yeah. Get out. Really? Of all time? 63, I 63 is the highest of all time. So I what, believe happened, it. what happened to the Rams' vaunted defense all of a sudden, right? With Aaron Donald and all, all these guys. What happened? It's tough to play defense anymore, right? I guess. So everyone's, everyone's being protected. And, no, no um, the, Bears, the Bears have figured it out. But no, they also nothing. Have... Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little tidbit on this game, right? So this makes it interesting. Seattle, play, Seattle played in Los Angeles last week. And uh, after that game, to prepare for the game in Mexico City, the Rams actually flew to Denver and was going oh, to yeah. spend the week <laughs> practicing in Denver at altitude yep. to get ready for Mexico City. But when the game gets canceled, they have to move all the equipment and fly back to L.A. <laughs> and so, essentially, it's all the travel. Like, they're really the road team and not the home team. It's True. not wow. like there's a home field advantage in the Coliseum anyway. So <laughs> Right. Oh, they'll be – I'm telling you, it'll be half red. Absolutely. Yeah, Kansas City well, travels well, Chiefs don't they? Fans. Oh, there'll be Chiefs fans everywhere. Yeah. And, and you guys have to think of it this way. Because it wasn't scheduled for a home game, the home season ticket holders do not have the rights to those seats. Mm. So they're open to sell. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. They might, they might, I'm trying to think, yeah, ticket office was with one week. They had exactly one week and I know ticket offices very well in one week, there's virtually no way to try and t- you might've done this. I'll bet you they had an on sale for season ticket holders over the phone online, uh, maybe on Tuesday, Wednesday. And then after that, they just released them to the public because mm. they had to do something to take care of the season ticket holders, but they couldn't give them their seats. It was a 24-hour right of first request. Yeah, makes sense. And after 24 hours, they were released to everyone. Yeah, that's, a, that's the only way to do it. So that's going to be interesting. You know, I'm always impressed with the, with the way NFL teams travel, uh, fans. Oh. Um, you know, if, you saw, if you heard that Jacksonville game at the end, when, when Roethlisberger broke the, the plane, it was – Pittsburgh travels unbelievably. A massive crowd. Well, Pittsburgh, Pitt- Green Bay. Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh has fans. Dallas. Everywhere. It's not the travel. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh. I mean, you go to any city and there's a ton of Pittsburgh fans because they're all our age. Those guys that show up, they have money to go to a football game, and they all grew up in the 70s watching Bradshaw. So they sure. love dealers. And it's just they've done that forever. Yeah, there was a ton of, of Cowboys fans in, uh, in Atlanta today, Todd. But, but yeah, Atlanta's, a, Atlanta's tough. It's such a melting pot town. Um, so anytime any, any New York team comes, it's, it's flooded. Yeah. It's, well, look, it's growing up tough. in San Diego, living in Phoenix, if you're playing anybody up in the north – after October, of course they travel. Well. Oh, yeah. They want to get the yeah. hell out of where they live and come to where it's warm and beautiful. And Tampa's all, probably the same us, way, right? Not yeah. all rust belty and cold and snowy. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Uh, That's you know, all right. No. <laughs> hey, so, so quickly, Thursday, we have Chicago at Detroit, Washington at Dallas, and that'll, that'll feature Colt McCoy at hey, quarterback. You mentioned Detroit. I got to jump back. What was Carolina going for two? Yeah. So did you watch trying to end game? the game? Trying to end the game. Cam Newton. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, that shocked me. And then, I didn't uh, understand. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. I didn't see it till the end. I, I, I kept seeing them break down the last play, and I, um, I didn't realize that was a two-point conversion. Yeah. 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 It's crazy, and it's such a weird stat. Um, the over/under season wins for Detroit is seven and a half, so they have to get to eight games to to win that bet over bet. They've beaten Green Bay. New England and now Carolina. That's three of their four wins. Wow. And uh, their losses have been to teams that they've, um, you know, they could have, should have, would have beat. So they have some quality wins. But yeah, I was kind of watching that on the side and, you know, they score to make it 22 21 or 21 20, whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like two point conversion failed. I couldn't believe they, 
which, they did that. Which, by the so, way, a little stare down well, trivia for you. Little stare down trivia for you guys. I, I saw this stat when when Andy Dalton got the ball uh, with the with the you know starting his drive to try and win the game. Since 2011, Andy Dalton's the has the second most game tying or game winning drives. Who do you think's number one since 2011? I guess Rodgers, but it's probably not the right answer. Shay, who do you think? Since 2011, which quarterback do you think has the most game-tying or game-winning drives? It's Cam Newton because oh. we're talking about Carolina, right? Matthew Stafford. It's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Wow. That was on the right track, yeah. Wow. That, just shocked, that just shocked me. and it, You know, when you brought it up, Todd, it made me think of that. But when I saw that, I thought Brady wasn't even on the top five. Wow. Breeze well, that's because they, they win by so much. That's why, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, so you know you, you, Shay was going to chime in. Go ahead. Oh. No, I was just uh, going to give you guys some backup on that Carolina-Detroit game. Um, Graham Gano had missed a field goal, and he was one for two in extra points. Yeah. So exactly. it wasn't like it wasn't think, like the extra yeah. point was – I think he missed years. two. He missed two extra points. No, they, they counted sure? the missed two-point conversion as a missed um, – Yeah, it was, so, it was one so missed extra one extra point. point Sorry, yeah, right. He was one for two with a missed – yeah, so that's why, that's why they did it, which yeah. is not – Makes a little for, more sense, but Not still. good for Graham Gano. I did read an article this week, though. It was talking about, you know, statisticians say you should go for two all the time, and here's why. They say two-point conversions are being converted right now in the NFL at about a 49.4% rate, so basically half the time. Extra points are being converted now below 97%. They're 96.4%. So in theory, every two points gets you one point, right? So you got to make two. And so 49.5 is better than 96.5 as you multiply them, you know? So – if you get two out of every, if you get one out of every two two pointers, you're going to basically be the same as your, as your one pointers. But over time, you'll get more points than yeah. you will. Over, st- over time doesn't win a game today. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. and I'm no, still wrapping my head it. around that's eight weird, times yeah. four is thirty. Eight times four is, <laughs> you know, I'm Sorry. still figuring that out. So let's go back. Chicago, Detroit opens on, <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Washington, Dallas, and as I said, uh, Colt McCoy going to get the start for the Washington Redskins after Alex. Smith's um, leg gets broken. Uh, both both bones in his lower leg get broken today. By, by the way, does it, did anybody watch the slow mo replay of it? I no, I, I won't do it. I won't, I won't do it. I, I'm just curious. Shay, will you? Oof. I did. I watched. You, it. Oh, you did. It was a bad. <laughs> it was a bad. It was really bad. Yeah, it's 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 gruesome. It's Thaisman-esque. It, uh, it, yeah, it actually reminds oh. me of the, uh, the Maurice Claret. Was it Maurice Claret? Oh, yeah. No, not at no, Ohio was, State. What was the kid at uh, Miami? It's Miami. It was um, oh, man. Portis. In the bowl game? Yeah, in the bowl game. Yeah. It, it Clinton Portis sounds right. Yeah. yeah. There's Tim Crumry. I still can't <laughs> Well, Feisman. Feisman for me is still the worst. But Tony no, Hino the, the, still the hunts me. The Louisville, oh, the Louisville basketball player. That's true, but I'm thinking, talking football. You're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, when the, well, I'm, they're not really making it easy to see those anymore. Like, they didn't – I didn't have to avert my gaze. They just had, showed it quickly. You had yeah. to slow it down. So I, kudos to the NFL for not showing them. Yeah. Over and over. Um, yeah. You know, you see it all over Twitter, and I'm just like, nope, going to skip that one. Um, and then the night game, Atlanta at New Orleans, uh, Todd. Wow. Oh. Um, What's the spread on that? Bills are early. Oh, line? I don't know. Is, it, is there an early line on that? 100? I think it's 100. 100? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it opened there, at 10. It, it moved to 13. It's 12. Like right I, got it, I got it at 12 here. So it's is, is there a team better than the Saints right now? I mean, there's no way, right? Not offensively. They have so many weapons. God, every. I mean, Michael Thomas and Kamara and, and oh, so many weapons. Yeah. Um, and three then you more, got Mark Ingram, and it goes on and on. Three more games of note, guys, next week. Uh, the first Battle of Ohio. Uh, the teams haven't played yet. They'll, they'll play. 
twice in the, in the last few weeks. That's Cincinnati can, and Cleveland. Can we um, talk about the rumored Cleveland new head coach? Yes, about that. Rice? <laughs> that we, the, the fake news has been thrown around the last oh, couple years. Well, I read that on my phone. I'm like, that's, that can't be right. <laughs> she, and a, a brilliant lady. I know she's on the, the, the college Look, football selection committee. An amazing but a head leader, coach of the NFL. A great leader. leader. Yes. Yeah. But no way she's going to be the NFL head All coach, she's got to right? do is get really good, uh, a good OC and a good DC and just sit there and, you know, let them tell her what they're going to do. She actually timed in on Twitter and she goes, I would love to call a couple plays next she's season. She's great, but yeah. There's no, way I'm, there's no way I'm head coach. Her response was great. She goes, there are it many people way more qualified than me. But How does that happen? How does that rumor <laughs> even happen? Was Schefter just busy? Schefter just looking for some stir up something, I guess. Oh, yeah, that right. was great. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. <laughs> that's all right. Battle of Ohio. Seattle goes to Carolina. Uh, that's a big oh. game. Both teams five and five. Both teams wow. really needing that. That's a huge must-win game for those teams. Not because because it's it's pretty clear that the NFC South is going to go to New Orleans and the and the a- NFC West is going to go to LA Rams. Um, but if the Rams slip up tomorrow night and somehow Seattle can win that game and who knows um you know uh, who knows what happens at the end of the season but it looks like for for wild card purposes those are must wins uh, and then the, the the only other really game of significance next week um monday night uh tennessee goes to houston tennessee which which got blown out by indianapolis today in a divisional game uh goes to houston one of the hottest teams in the afc right now seven in a row uh for uh, for those guys um, Sunday night's not bad too, Sean. Packers Vikings. That's if the Packers want a shot, they got to win that game. Otherwise, they're done. I yeah, think. and that's at Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so, and depending on what Minnesota does here, yeah, um, it's not Minnesota looking good for Minnesota. Here. Minnesota wins here tonight. They're down 11, 11 nothing right now. But if, if Minnesota wins tonight, um, I believe them and Chicago are tied. Or, or no, I guess Minnesota's going to still ha- uh, happy back because of the tie. Right. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's a that game next week eliminates Green Bay, I would guess, if they lose, right? Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Aaron can say, just relax, relax, we'll be fine. I don't even think uh, running table makes R-E-L-A-S. it. R E L A S. All right, boys, long show, but a lot of lot lot to cover as we get into the the, the last penultimate week of of uh, college football. We'll have many less games to talk about next week. Uh, we'll still talk about all the games, but obviously, then heading into the the championship games will be focused on that. We'll be thinking about doing our bowl pool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're do our, do our, oh yeah, Bill's got. Bill, a we'll send. We'll send you how much money, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> Shay, you aren't. You haven't been around the last two years. Uh, it's unbelievable how well this guy does. I mean, Sean and I are battling for second. Like, yeah, we just wrap the up the whole time. We'll just send six packs of beer from uh, from Portland, yeah. Atlanta, and 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 Columbus, and just send them down straight there. to Tampa. The shoots, the shoots in the Northwest. Um, no, I'm just. Give me some land grant up here. Yep, you got it. Uh, Sweetwater. Yep, you got it. Sweetwater go. or Terrapin. All right. Perfect. All right, hey, let's wrap up. Shay, what do you got coming up this week? Team Southern um, Road. I got um. Okay, so I got two things. Before I get on the week, um, shout out Sue Bird. Um, I saw NBA that. legend Sue Bird actually got uh-huh. picked up by the Denver Nuggets. Uh, in their front office, working in the operations department there. So yeah, good for kudos her. to her and congratulations to her. We're talking about beer, guys. Um, shout out to my homie Clint over at Breakside Brewing, Ooh. which is here in Portland. A little nice. Stay West IPA tonight. Love it. Love it. I'm not a big West Coast IPA guy, but I yeah. love this beer here. It's not It's not too citrusy or, or hoppy. It's just right for me. I love it. Yeah. Um, so this week, uh, big turkey day on Thursday. I've been doing a lot of back and forth, East Coast to West Coast traveling. So I'm going to spend Turkey Day in Vegas. Ooh, um, so I'm going to oh, head down on Thursday. Todd, 
Todd. <laughs> hey, root black twenty four. Ven- Venmo, Venmo, Venmo. <laughs> Venmo calling Todd. Eleven, fourteen, seventeen, twenty, twenty four. Right down the line. <laughs> Hit the corners. Do street oh, bets. <laughs> Did I say? Wait, are we still recording, Bill? Wow. <laughs> All I can think of is Todd's just hitting the the eggplant emoji on his phone right now. <laughs> that is a good call. <laughs> wow i'm a simple man bill i'm a simple man that's so good now go ahead so, Jay, that's awesome no Thanks. i'm gonna head in on thursday so i figured if i can't get my mom's cooking then i might as well just go to a nice buffet and sit down and enjoy it there but i am headed to uh see nevada which is one of my favorite college basketball teams on thursday the martin twins if you get a chance to stay up late and watch some nevada basketball they are the best team on the west coast small mountain west team but they are the best team on the west coast by far they're starting mm. four seniors, and they have a five-star recruit as their fifth uh, their fifth installment in the starting lineup. Love them. And then I get to go see my Tar Heels uh, on Friday against Michigan State or even UCLA. Are the kids identical twins, and are they the big men, or are they the guards? So, oddly enough, so they are identical twins. Uh, you got Cody and Caleb. Uh, Caleb is actually filling in at point guard, and Cody is a power forward. So he's wow. a huge guard, and Cody yeah. is a little undersized for the power forward. Like, are they 6'6"? Wow. Six, six, um, are they 6'7"? Six, what are they? Oh, we're talking like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, wow. Like, so he's like, he's like a – well, remember, I mean, yeah. magic. magic. Take me hard away. Yeah. 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 So um, it's, uh, it'll be fun to watch if you guys get a chance to check him out. Eric Musselman's the head coach of that team. Mm. Good old Eric Musselman. It used to be with the, uh, with the Warriors there, so – um, they're fun to watch, well coached. If you get a chance to check them out, I think they're ranked in the top ten right now as well. I think they're like seven or eighth in a poll too. Wow! You heard it here first, folks. Here on the stair down, <laughs> watch for Nevada, the pack. All right, Todd, what do you got going on, bud? Uh, yeah, question: Shay, you flying solo? Friends, family out there? What's going on, man? Yeah, actually, believe it or not, my parents are there now, but they're leaving on Thursday, so I'll get to see okay. them for a quick second before they head back. That's good. Well, that's, uh, this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Um, work is, is there, but it slows down. So it's a good time to, um, kind of clean things up. Um, Sean, you talk about that every year, especially towards, you know, the Christmas New Year's time of kind of refreshing. So this is kind of phase one of that. Uh, but it's also just, you know, friends and family, it's good friends and family week. So hopefully, uh, you know, if you can't see your family, you're surrounded by good friends, um, over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I encourage you uh, to do so because holidays, you know, holidays are great, but they can also be tough and, and stressful. So you want to be surrounded by uh, uh, loved ones. So looking forward to a great week. Um, again, a slow week at work. But, um, again, looking forward to uh, Thanksgiving. Might be my favorite holiday uh, this, this time of year. Awesome. Bill, what do you got going on? Uh, podcast. Let's talk about the real estate sessions first. Uh, this week, it's a, a recommendation from Anthony Malafronte. Mm. Amit Buta, who is a realtor in Miami, and uh, he's with Compass, Sean. So that's interesting right there to talk about that. And he's a curator guy with Anthony. So doing some great stuff. I think you'll like the episode a lot. He's, he's got some, um, well, his website's amazing. I, I, put, I put all that in the show notes. Uh, other than that, this week is fairly quiet. I'll be in the office Monday and Tuesday just catching things up, uh, kind of like Todd was talking about. And then Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., Cindy and I hit the road. We're going to pull a, a carpenter, or it could be a Meininger. We're <laughs> going to try and go from uh, St. Petersburg to D.C. in one day. So wish me you luck. You can do it. You can do it. All right, cool. But that's to, that's to go have some Thanksgiving dinner with Kevin and Leah. No one's cooking. 
we have reservations at Founding Farmers, which is a beautiful restaurant in D.C. Nice, man. So we're doing the, the I think it's a, a prefix a menu where everything's, you know, you just pick your, your protein, whether it's turkey, ham, and everything else just starts showing up. Looking drink, drink some good, I, I love it because you can just, you know, you kind of have carte blanche to drink all day and, yep. and Uber back. And Jump just in an Uber, yep, it's going to be great. Sleep, sleep midway through the, the Cowboys game and, and uh, <laughs> go, back, go back to the table for, for a few more uh, bites to eat before the uh, the nightcap. So it'll be fun. So uh, awesome, awesome. Looking forward to it. And uh, and for me, guys, it's a it's a home week. My daughter uh, Riley lands tomorrow at five twenty six. So I'll be there at the airport picking her up for a couple of days at home. Uh, but it you know depending on the weather, uh, be a lot of sports and just a lot of sitting sitting and uh, catching up with some relationships around the country and and a lot of uh, time on the on the socials and the and the sports casts. So. Happy Thanksgiving on behalf of uh, Bill and Todd and Shay. I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.